Hi, everyone. Thanks for finding us, and welcome to the playoff edition of the Spider Insight Podcast as Richmond moves on to round two in the FCS playoffs. We're going to talk all about it on today's Spider Insight Podcast. Bob Black with you here. Chris Anderson there. Coming up in just a couple of moments, Reese Udinsky, Spider quarterback, first-team All-CAA, record-setting quarterback. He's going to join us. We'll get his thoughts and perspective here in a few moments. Uh, Chris, let's start by wrapping up the Davidson game last uh, Saturday at Robin Stadium. This was as convincing as you could imagine for a playoff game, 41-0, first-ever postseason shutout for Spider football. This couldn't have gone any better according to a script for the Spiders, could it? Yeah, I kind of came in with my keys and uh, the Spiders aced all three, you know, come out fast, come out aggressive, uh, and they score early, and then it was, you know, get a lead and make this offense this triple option. They want to control the time possession, so you want them chasing and score. Uh, We got up on them quickly, and then lastly it was, you know, win third down, particularly on defense, get off the field, keep our guys rested. And uh, so it worked out well. I think maybe that one wouldn't have been as big a deal because we had 16 commercial breaks on the TV. <laughs> Guys look extremely rested, but overall, I thought the Spiders, uh, you know, I had my keys and, and they aced them and, and, and rolled to victory. I think I had mentioned this. I ran into defense coordinator Justin Wood after Wednesday's practice, and unfortunately, before he got sick, he coached mm-hmm. ill on Saturday, did a, did a great job with that. But he had said he felt really confident that the practices Tuesday and Wednesday, his guys got it. Everything they put out there for him, they were on point. Now, what that means on Saturday, you still got to go out and do it but they sure did it I mean look and I was legitimately concerned just because you know this is a spiders this group of spiders it's their first time in the playoffs you're looking at Davidson who'd been there this is their third time maybe third time's a charm you know kids who had been there a couple times um, there was concern and, and then I always talk about it when you play that triple option and you haven't seen it all year I know we had seen it against what Jacksonville a couple years ago but that's totally different I think we had two or three kids defensively who had even played in that game so there was real concern uh, our guys came out with confidence I think that stemmed down from the confidence of our coaching staff and um, had a you know, good crowd and went from there. And then offensively, the guy we're going to talk with here in a little bit, Reese Yudinsky did what Reese Yudinsky does, maybe even a little bit better, right? 90% completion rate at 28 Ridiculous. for 31 <laughs> and the two touchdown passes, and he continues to spread the wealth around. And that's what I love. How do you go 90%? Well, spreading the wealth. Because if you're only going to one guy, if you're only going to a Jacob Harris, then eventually teams are going to double. They're going to triple. They're going to do whatever. But we've got, you know, he goes four or five receivers, you know, backs out of the backfield. He'll go first progression, second progression, third. He'll do whatever. Take what the defense gives you. That's how you get the, uh, you know, that – that level of that conversion rate and that level of efficiency. Love seeing all the names on the stat sheet too. Obviously, yeah. in a game like that, you can get the starters out. And a guy like Mylon Howard, right? That, right? that we'll ask Reese about it. I'm, I'm sure you know nine play drive, all nine plays to Mylon Howard, and he finishes it with the touchdown. Has everybody feeling good too? Yeah. Everybody feeling confident. It keeps you focused in the game when you have a quarterback. When you know, hey man, if. Option one isn't open. He can come to me. Even if I'm option three, I could still get the call. Has your focus. Has your ready. Also has those receivers. Everybody ready to block. Um, and then, you know, lastly, kudos to that offensive line. I thought they came they came out and they did exactly what they should do. Um, the defensive line for Davidson was a little bit smaller than, than our offensive line. We don't get that opportunity very often. Mm-hmm. And that they did what they needed to do. They came out and dominated. And uh, we wanted to be able to run the ball. Felt like we could, to run, could run the ball. And uh, 
executed well. Hey, we'll get to Reese here in just a moment. <clears throat> I don't want to look too far ahead, but what do you think it means to the guys who did get to play mid-third quarter on through the fourth, who are some of the names we haven't rattled off much this season, but we very well may be rattling off next season and for several seasons to come? Look, it's opportunity. You're there, and you know, anytime you play a team where you don't really have many, if any, like opponents, it's you know, you start to think, you know, you hear us talking about the CAA, but Mm -hmm. I think it hits you when you start to play teams outside of the CAA. Like, this is a playoff opponent outside of the CAA that that we just won and won handily when we play our best ball. So, there's got to be a a level of confidence now, and you're hoping that continues into you know, the next other seasons, but even bigger than that. You know, look, it's it's football one on one, but also especially in the FCS, you you never know when you're one ankle turn mm-hmm. from getting in the game. Mm-hmm. So some of those guys, hopefully, we hope that doesn't happen, but they can be upgraded from kickoff team, kickoff return to linebacker, yeah. <laughs> defensive line, offensive line, get in the game and make it happen. And those guys responded well. They sure did. And, hey, we'll get more into the CAA on the other side of our conversation with Reese Udinsky because it was a pretty good Saturday for the CAA and still have four teams competing out of the final 16 in the FCS bracket. But let's bring on Reese Udinsky right now, Spider quarterback, that great completion percentage, the touchdown passes, all the yards passing, all of that. But now he's in the playoffs and leading the Spiders into the second round. Reese. Thank you so much for joining us on our Spider Insight Podcast. Chris and I kind of wrapped up the Davidson game. Uh, from the quarterback's perspective, what did you think? Couldn't have gone much better for the Spiders on Saturday. Yeah, I think we know, you know, no game's ever going to be perfect, but I thought we did what we wanted to do, and we came out and got the job done. So, you know, offense, defensively, special teams, I thought we executed really well. You really can't ask for, for a better day for football. What was it like for you mid-third quarter and the entire fourth quarter <laughs> to be on the sideline? I'm sure you didn't go into that game expecting that to happen. Yeah, you know, when you're not on the field, uh, the second half is usually a good sign. So uh, it felt good to, to watch our, our younger guys get some reps, see them be able to go out and play, especially in a playoff game, and then um, just kind of get rested as we could. Uh, for for this week, it was great to see the running game really get get going, particularly in the second half. Mylon Howard comes in that first drive. Uh, was that part of the game plan, or is that just part of the attitude of the team at this point in the season? Yeah, it's definitely part of the game plan every week. Really, we want to stay balanced as best we can, and when we get that run game going, that just helps out every aspect of the game. So, uh, being able to do that is a key every week. And uh, as 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 we saw versus Davidson, it really helped us out. Was there ever a point on that drive that Chris just referenced that you're like, "Am I ever going to do anything but <laughs> hand the ball to Mylon Howard?" Did you ever experience something like that? Oh, uh, I don't I don't think so. At least this year, but I mean that makes my life a lot easier. So you don't have to tell me twice. Shotgun snap, Mylon Howard to the two, to the one, to the goal line, touchdown. Mylon Howard's drive as he takes it from start to finish and is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. Nice burst by Mylon Howard. That offensive line gets off the ball, and he cuts back and sees that hole, cuts back, gets into it, tied up around his feet, but reaches for that goal line. He can smell it, gets in. What's that conversation like with your offensive lineman when you get to the sideline? I mean, they got to feel good. Like, we just ran it right down their throat, you know. Oh, yeah, that's a big confidence booster for those guys. I mean, if I think the defense knew that the run was coming at some point, and we still were able to run the ball down their throat. So, you know, that's, a, that's just a great job by the offensive line and the running backs. You know, I was thinking, Reese, uh, um, we're broadcasting and recording our podcast from our radio booth at Robin Stadium. Just finished practice for you guys. And as I was watching you guys, I was thinking, well, we're one of 16 teams in the FCS still on the practice field today. What's it mean to you guys? 
Yeah, I mean, it's really just a blessing. You know, only 16 teams are this far, and, you know, we're one of them. So, you know, we're definitely very appreciative of that. You know, a lot of hard work came into this. Um, but, you know, we want to keep going, and we still got a lot of football left to play. So, you know, we're just taking it day by day, and, and you know, we're thankful for being the position we're in. I always want to know, and I ask this to everybody, kind of a day in the life for you, and particularly how does that relate also with your roommates? You know, Jacob Harris <laughs> yeah. is your roommate, Henley's your roommate. Like, uh, how does that translate in terms of just, you know, just conversation? You guys constantly talking football or <laughs> – yeah, no, you're you're spot on. All we do is talk about football, and you know you'd think that maybe we take a break from it, but we we really never do. Uh, we're always watching college football, watching the NFL, um, and then you know when we're when we're home, just laying around. You know, we talk about you know what we see from the other team, you know how we want to attack this week, and you know that's really special because you know I've seen some of that translate to the field, and it's just really cool. How different are you, if you can think back, 2017 was the first year, right, at, at VMI, right? How different do you think you are as a person, as a quarterback, having been through this now for as long as you have? Yeah, I think I've grown tremendously. I think, you know, a lot of it just came with the experience of playing. You know, I don't know how many career games I've played in, but it's got to be a lot. So <laughs> I think that just being able to see the game the way I, I do now, uh, that just comes with the experience. And, you know, like you said, I've been playing for a long time. I've been playing with, with Jake uh, around Coach Kosh. So, you know, just that chemistry has built and built, and uh, it's really paid off this year. I know we uh, know pretty much know the team goals. We talk about the team goals. When you made the move to Richmond, what were some of your personal goals? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's easy to look at the, the personal side of things, um, but I really try not to, be, especially since I, I was coming off an ACL injury. Mm. And, you know, that put a lot of things into perspective. And just I was just fortunate to be able to play again. And, you know, I just try to take everything and, and be thankful to to still be able to play football. And, um, you know, that's why I've been having so much fun this year because, you know, nothing's ever no, nothing's ever granted. And uh, you just got to take it day by day. And, you know, really I'm just thankful to be here. And, you know, I haven't really focused on my own personal accomplishments. I'm just, just glad to be playing again. I got you. Not, not that it needs validating, Reese, but is it validated that we're sitting here talking and we've made the playoffs and you chose Richmond because of this and you, you had you know the key wins, whether it's New Hampshire or Delaware or whomever, to get to this point? Yeah, I think Richmond, you know, they were good for years. And, you know, I know they missed out on the playoffs maybe by a game or so. And, you know, it was just waiting for, for, the, for everything to click. And, you know, when I made that move to Richmond, you know, I knew that there was a great team uh, here and – you know, they had great coaches, and, you know, they wanted to get to the playoffs really badly, and, you know, I was the same mindset. I wanted to get to the playoffs, and now that we're finally here, it, it is a great feeling to see that hard work pay off for all the guys. So you guys made it to the playoffs by a game or so this year, <laughs> specifically the Delaware game. Obviously, that win, eighth win of the season, got us into the postseason. I want to go back to that game, uh, the catch and the kick, as we like to group them together and talk about that a little bit. So let's reminisce for a moment, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my partner, Chris Anderson, here, because as you'll hear on the play-by-play -play call, he had an inclination that that play to Jerry Garcia was coming when everybody else was guarding the first down marker. Here's a listen back to that play, and then we'll get Reese to tell us about it. This is where, you know, again, got to have a little gall, a little gumption if you're to spider offense. Everybody, I don't think you run everybody to the sticks. I think somebody needs to press and see if they can get behind a safety or at least make that safety back up, open up a gap for a shorter receiver. Well, this fourth and four to keep the game alive for the Richmond Spiders. Crowd standing and roaring. Fourth and four, Richmond from the Spider 30. 34 seconds. Udinsky takes the snap, 
Fires over the middle of the field. Garcia has it. 40, 35, inside the 30. And he's down close to the 25-yard line. Reese Udinski to Jerry Garcia has put the Spiders in field goal range with 27 seconds to go. Clock stopped moving the chains. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody can't run for the sticks. Have somebody go deep. Have somebody press that safety. Everybody scoot it up expecting you to stop at the sticks. You get one of your fastest athletes to run straight down the middle. You give him a shot. Yudinski having the gumption to let it go. Love the thought. Love the call. That was a 45-yard game. You know, it's a good thing he's so fast because uh, there was a defender trying to run with him, and, you know, he just beat his guy. And, you know, on the fourth, I think it was fourth and four, fourth and five, um, kind of like Chris said, you know, you, they're kind of alerting for the stick. So, you know, we had we had two guys going vertical, and, um, you know, Jerry was just one of those guys that was able to run past them, and, you know, he made a great play. What is it offensively where, you know, up here we're watching the game and sometimes you seem tight and this and talking about the offense, but something about when that two-minute offense, you get on the <laughs> field, it's like do or die. I'm like, man, they look more loose now than they did the entire game. Where, where does that come from? I think it just comes from, you know, the experience. And, you know, we do it every week in practice. And, you know, we do it for a reason. And uh, we, we take it very seriously in practice. We want to go full speed. And then when we get to the game, it's kind of like we're just in practice again. So, you know, that's why practice is important. And we got we to gotta rehearse those things, the two-minute drills. And, you know, really it's just the chemistry of my receivers, all the, the work that we put in throughout the week, even the summertime, that when we get to those two-minute drills, it, it may be hectic, but we kind of stay calm. So if there are a couple of calm, cool, and collected guys on this team, it's your roommate Jacob Harris <laughs> and you. And earlier this season, right, Chris, I remember Jacob Harris with the clenched fist pumping and, right. and a little out of character for him. After you spiked the ball to stop the clock at Delaware, Reese Udinski went a little out of character, and <laughs> you were fired up as we heard. Do you remember your emotion in that moment? Right. I'm, you know, I know I'm not the most emotional person in the world, and uh, you know, I, I like to stay calm. That's just who I am, but... At that moment of the game, you know, I knew that that was a huge play and we needed it so badly. Udinski is under center. He'll spike the ball with 24 seconds to go. And, oh, is Reese Udinski fired up? It was just something that came out of me. I know my teammates were like, whoa, where has this been all year? So. <laughs> Sometimes they need it too. Sometimes yeah, exactly. they need to yeah. see you. Everybody was fired up. But, yeah, that was, that was a great feeling. And, um, yeah, that's not like me. But, man, I, I was feeling good after that play. Are you and Coach Kosh, you know, obviously been together for a while. Are you guys kind of in alignment or thinking the same in those situations or throughout the game? Right. You know, we stay on the headset uh, throughout the entire game. And, you know, even throughout the week when we're prepping for teams, uh, we talk about all the game plan stuff, you know, what we want to attack. And I think just being around him for so long, you know, we're on the same page and I know what he likes to do. He knows what I like to do. And that's just kind of what makes our relationship special. You know, when you came in, I think there was a lot of thought that you and Jacob Harris would connect like 150 times this season because of your background. And that hasn't happened. We have three of the top four receivers in the CAA when you add Leroy Henley and Josiah Williams. And let's not forget Nick DeGenero. How did all of that come to be that you are, you know, it looks like you're as comfortable throwing to them in one season as you have been to Jacob Harris in four? Right. I think that goes back to the summertime uh, we were we were all here in the summertime, and even when the coaches weren't were making us go out on the field and throw, you know, we voluntarily went out as a team, and we were throwing on our own. And you know, we didn't have to do that. We we went and did that on our own. So, I think it's just the hard work we put in, and you know, the way our offense works is we want to take advantage of all the matchups. So, you know, we have great receivers across the board. It's not just Jake's, not just sides. It's everyone. So, uh, being able to see them all, you know, get open, make plays, you know, that's what we like to do. 
All right, let's finish it up with uh, Reese Udinsky. What's Saturday going to be like? This is a, a long trip. I don't know if you've ever been to California. You can talk about that and uh, just the experience of going out there and playing, you know, an unbeaten team in Sacramento State. I know you're still watching tape and doing all that, but just what you think this experience is going to be like as you try and advance further in the FCS playoffs. Right. I think this is what makes FCS college football special is, going. you know, you're going across the country to play another great team in another great conference, you know, two top teams in their conferences going at it. So, you know, when you get this far in the playoffs, every team's going to be good. I know, you know, we're excited for the challenge. You know, we know it's going to be a long trip, but we've got to stay locked in and ready to go. And, you know, I know it's a lot of first, uh, a lot of guys' first time out in California, so I think they're going to enjoy enjoy that and enjoy being out there. But, you know, we're, we're there, you know, to go play a football game, so we just got to stay locked in. Let's go west, young man. Thank <laughs> you, Reese Yudinski. Thank you. Thanks, Reese. Appreciate it. And, Chris, let's pick up where we left off there with Reese, and that's about this week's game against Sacramento State. Obviously, the first thing that jumps out at you is 11-0, and ranked number two. They have rolled through a great conference in the big sky. They have the offensive player of the year, the defensive player of the year, the coach of the year. Uh, this has been a machine during the regular season in the big sky conference. Really has, and coming from a great conference. Right. So there's undoubtedly, you know, you got to you got to make note of that. Like this isn't just some undefeated team from some any conference. This is a conference that's the traditional powerhouse uh, conference that creates national champions. And so they've they've come up. They've done everything right. Um, They've got good players. Uh, Again, when I look at them. They just extreme, seem extremely balanced. We talked about it. They, they remind me a lot of William & Mary um, just because they're, they're very good up front in the trenches. And uh, in terms of planning and game planning, you know, I, yes, there's things they do great, but what's more impressive is that they do everything good. You know, you're looking for a weak spot. You're looking for a chink in the armor, and you don't see many of those. They're they're pretty balanced, and so when you're game planning, that's what you're looking for a lot of. Okay, where what matchups can we win? What battles can we win? And we talked about that, you know, off the air. Like sometimes, that's even more difficult to find and determine when you don't have like like opponents. Mm-hmm. If we've seen them play Delaware, if we've seen them play this team or that team, then we can say, you know what they were able to take advantage of this, I think we can do the same. You don't have that playing a team from the West Coast. Now, they don't have that either. Right. So let's go have some fun. That's all part of the playoffs. Right. For sure. Um, This is an offense that's unique. You know, you can throw that old football adage out the window here. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Mm. In this case, they have two quarterbacks. They really do. And, again, in terms of game planning and planning on what they do, both the guys throw. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like you have a guy who runs and a guy who throws. Um, now, in my opinion, there's, you know, one may be better at something than the other, but for, for the most part, they can run their offense however they want to do it. And then it's they'll, they'll do full series, they'll do full quarters. Sometimes they'll just bring a guy in for a play. So that's another thing that's like, wow, okay, that, that's different, that's unique. That is why, you know, the coach is the coach of the year, mm-hmm. uh, to recognize that I have two guys who are talented who need to be on the field and, and make the most out of that, to figure that out, put that – kind of crack that code and put that together, that's special. And I think another thing that pops for me is that they all their games, sometimes you see these teams where they've destroyed everybody. And you're thinking like, man, okay, if we can get them into the fourth quarter, kind of like a boxer, they've never been mm-hmm. to the late rounds. But they've had some close games. Yep. They've had some close challenging games. So 
Um, they've, they've been in a situation where they have to play four quarters, and that's part of coming out of the big sky. Not sure when our audience is actually listening to us on the Spider Insight podcast, but the schedule is different for the Spiders mm. this week. Thursday evening will be a travel day for Richmond, so they'll have more of a practice at home on Thursday, which they don't normally do. They usually do walkthrough on Thursday. Friday will be the walkthrough at Sacramento State. How do you think any of that impacts it? And let's remember, uh, they had a bye last week, which normally is a good thing, but who knows? They were rolling pretty good there, right? Who knows how that might impact them? So that's that's all part of being successful in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, I always say that. You're dealing with the 18 to 22-year-olds, right? So um, when you, like, look at professionals, they, they love a buy. 18 to 22-year-olds, college uh, coaches kind of like a buy. I remember coaching high school, we hated buys <laughs> if you're rolling because you're dealing with young kids. Huh. So uh, as that maturity comes, so, you know, obviously if we're hoping for anything, we're hoping they're a little bit rusty um, coming in that, uh, coming in at maybe that first quarter. Um, and also, like I said, you're just doing the test. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a conservative first quarter for both teams. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, they take some shots. Maybe we take some shots. But I wouldn't be surprised if just like a boxing match, that first quarter, you're, you're really feeling each other out, feeling where you feel like you have a, a, a better matchup that you can win at. And uh, it, it's going to be fun. In terms of the different schedule, you know, we'll see how guys handle it. Um, I, I think, again, it's it's a different day and age, right? In my day and age, we were we were driving up to D.C., waiting <laughs> for a plane, catching a plane. I mean, they're they're going to charter and get out there in a decent amount of time, get rested. Uh, the game will be, what, at 5 o'clock there, but that's 2 o'clock here. So that's it. Other way around. Other way around. 5 o'clock here, five o'clock, 2 o'clock there. 5 o'clock here, 2 o'clock there. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I think body-wise, maybe that won't feel as bad. So, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're, we're guessing a lot, but yeah. we'll see how it works. Hey, let's, uh, let's finish up with uh, the CAA, which we were talking about a little bit before uh, Reese joined us. Four teams still remain from the CAA. Three are in the upper half of the bracket, so there could, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, still be some CAA matchups. you got Delaware against the number one seed, South Dakota State. you got New Hampshire against the number eight seed, Holy Cross, also an unbeaten team at 11-0. you got William & Mary at home off of the bye against Gardner-Webb as the other three CAA teams uh, – uh, still alive in this this 24 team field down to 16. So they they gave the CAA five teams, but they gave us no gifts. Right. Like, I mean, those are some tough games, some tough opponents. At the same time, look, this is you're down to 16 out of 130 teams, so there are no easy matchups. There are no. It is what it is. Uh, I think uh, most of our teams are what everybody's on the road except for William and Mary. Is that correct? Correct. So you know that matters too. You're traveling, just a whole different scene. Um, Got to feel good about the CAA. I'm, I'm anxious to see just how we perform at certain positions too. Like I think, I think pe- CAA people know we're going to have good quarterbacks and good skill positions. I think sometimes they, they're they're not. I don't know if we get the same level of respect in the trenches. So uh, I'm I'm ready to see you know all these teams go out and show that you know no we're 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 good balanced programs as well. Uh, we do well in the trenches, uh, which is why we've you know traditionally this conference is progressing in the tournament pretty well and even had uh, a number of national champions all right leave you a little bit of broadcast information if you're listening to our (coughs) podcast before thursday behind the web is back this thursday at glory days grill from noon until one o'clock it's also live on 1061 
ESPN and RichmondSpiders.com. And our special guest will be your good buddy, Spider Wide Receiver Coach, former Spider Standout, Winston October. My guy, he better look. He better not get that mic in front of him, get nervous, <laughs> and start with all the coach speech. I want him. I want him free. I want him loose. I want him talking to us like he talks to his guys. They love him. They love the way he coaches. And even when you watch him on game day, he does his heavy duty coaching during the week. And on the game uh, on game day, you can see him kind of like just letting them go, letting them do what they do uh, pregame. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. He'll uh, he'll give us some good words of encouragement. He'll give us all those uh, sayings that he has that the wide receivers there you go. Talk about <laughs> those hashtag that he gives all those wide receivers. So if you're around, come on out, Chris, and, and heckle your good buddy uh, Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday. And then our broadcast coverage on Saturday on the radio, 1061 ESPN, our Spider Sports Network. We're on at 4.30 Eastern time, the game at 5 o'clock. It is on ESPN Plus as well. And if you're interested in getting a group together, Buffalo Wild Wings on West Broad Street, which is our official watch location for Spider football, they will have the ESPN Plus broadcast on Saturday afternoon and evening, so that gets you set for round two of the FCS playoffs. Chris Anderson, thanks, my friend. We'll see you on the plane. Looking forward to it, man. I'm really excited, and also about that Buffalo Wild Wings. That's where I was watching the Spiders win the A-10. So some good things have happened there. To be back there, <laughs> got to feel good about it. Come join us. Let's have some fun. Good karma there. All right, and thanks uh, to Reese Udinsky, Spider quarterback, our special guest on today's podcast. For Chris Anderson, Bob Black saying so long. Enjoy round two of the FCS playoffs, the Richmond Spiders at Sacramento State. Saturday again, our airtime at 4.30. We'll kick it off a little bit after 5 o'clock. And we'll talk to you next time on the Spider Insight Podcast.